Hi there. Before we get started on the podcast today, I wanted to invite you to join me and many of your fellow horse business owner friends over in our Facebook community, How to Market Your Horse Business. It's a great place to connect with others and just learn what's working well for them and what might work for you. So jump onto Facebook and look for How to Market Your Horse Business. And now to the podcast. It is the very first episode of How to Market Your Horse Business, and I am so glad you're here with me today. In case you're not a regular podcast listener, I really think you're going to love it. For one, you can listen pretty much anywhere. You need to go clean some tack, do some barn chores, take a drive to the feed store. Well, no problem. All you have to do is find this podcast on your phone's podcast player, press play, and you're good to go. And just in case you happen to be a note taker and you're worried that you're going to miss something or not get to write it down, I've got you covered. I'm going to summarize what we talk about on every episode into what I'll call our show notes. And you can find those over on my website whenever you want. Just go to stormlilymarketing.com slash one to catch this episode's show notes. And I'll tell you that again at the end of this episode. So what can you expect when you join me here each week for the podcast? You'll get a new episode talking about some aspect of marketing for your horse business. Most often, we'll be talking about online marketing strategies because, as we all know, you can't talk about marketing without addressing your online presence. But we would never ignore other mediums for marketing, so you can expect to hear about it all. Sometimes it'll be me by myself sharing a little bit of my experiences and things I've learned over the years that I think will be helpful to you. And sometimes I'll have a guest with me, maybe another horse business owner that's doing some unique things when it comes to marketing, or maybe another professional in the equine industry who's got some knowledge or experience to share with you. No matter what, though, you can expect to walk away with some doable strategies to help you market your horse business. And I promise to check the marketing jargon at the door. If we do talk specific terms that aren't really in your everyday conversations, then I promise to define it well for you. Now, at this point, you might be wondering, who in the world is Denise Alvarez anyways? Through my business, Storm Lily Marketing, I help horse business owners like yourself create and implement an effective website marketing strategy. I'm here to help you build a sustainable horse business so you can be out in the barn doing more of what you love to do. My primary focus is website creation, from website design to writing the words that actually go on the site, and helping you generate leads such as emails, and then of course the email marketing that follows that. I get that websites and marketing and tech can be overwhelming and even frustrating for many horse business owners, so that's why through a mix of step-by-step strategies, basic how-tos, and simple formulas and methods, I'll help you not only see what's possible for your horse business, but I'm also going to guide you through the process so you can make it happen. Okay, so now that you know what to expect each week and a little bit about me, let's dive into today's topic, websites versus social media. Pretty much any time I'm talking to someone about what I do for a living, whether they're in the horse business or not, I get the same question. Do people still even build websites with Facebook nowadays? And I get why they're asking it. More than once, I've tried to find information about a business online, and all I can find is a Facebook page. There are definitely lots of people that are foregoing a website and relying on social media these days. But I would say those businesses are completely missing out on opportunities a website can give you to grow your business. Yes, Facebook, Instagram, and even YouTube can be great tools for your business marketing toolbox. After all, 
Facebook is the largest social networking site in the world. But if you're relying solely on your Facebook page to engage with potential customers or clients, then you're actually really missing out. I don't view social media and websites as an either or category, meaning that you have to pick one over the other. Instead, I think social media can be a great complement to your website, but I do not believe it should be a replacement. Here are two key reasons your Facebook page or social media shouldn't take the place of a website for your horse business. For one, you rent Facebook. You own your website. It's been a while since I've been a renter, but the last place I rented never even actually met my landlord. She had a handful of rental houses, plus she was a successful realtor, so she had an assistant that was basically her gatekeeper and managed everything for her. I remember, though, that one time I had a toilet that wasn't working like it should. To be honest, I don't really remember what the issue was, but I just remember that I had to turn the water off to that particular toilet. Thankfully, I did have another one that I could use while I waited for her handyman to fit me into a schedule. But as a renter, I couldn't bring someone else in to fix it. I had to wait on my landlord, who I'd never even met, to take care of it. Right now, we own the house we live in, so getting it fixed is totally in our hands. Well, let's be real. My dad's one of those guys that can fix pretty much anything, and he doesn't live too far away from us. So we're very blessed to have him as our basically handyman, and I'll only take food for payment. So we're pretty much at the mercy of my dad and his schedule. But the point is, as a renter, you're at the mercy of your landlord. Okay, now back to Facebook. So you're renting Facebook. You don't own your Facebook page. And just like being a tenant of a rental property, you have a landlord, that's Facebook, who's in control. Now hear me out. I'm not bashing Facebook in any way or saying it's not useful. Of course it is. I mean, I did invite you to join me over in my Facebook group for how to market your horse business at the beginning of this episode. But I think it's important to get a real perspective about how you use it for your horse business. Facebook owns everything you put on Facebook. And I'm not just talking about your posts and your photos. Facebook controls how, if, and when you can access your existing and potential customers that have liked your page. And it even controls access to their information. That means outside of Facebook, you can't really get in touch with any of these people directly. So what does this mean on a practical level for your horse business? When you have a sale or promotion or you want to share an exciting announcement, you can post about it on Facebook, and you should. But there are no guarantees that people who have followed or liked your page will actually see your post in their newsfeed. You've probably noticed that when you make a post on your Facebook page and you look at those little quick stats at the bottom of the post on your screen and it tells you how many people viewed it and liked it and engaged with it, that that number doesn't exactly match the number of likes that you have on your page. Now compare this to the website that you do own. When people visit your website, you actually control what they're seeing and how they see it. And the really big thing with owning your website is you can use it to build your email list of your potential and your current customers and clients, getting their contact information, which gives you direct access to send them information to your specials, promotions, or just good helpful information that's related to the product or service you're providing. So how can you use your website to build your email list? Well, believe it or not, it's actually pretty simple and you've probably done it on other websites without thinking about it too much. A perfect example I'll give you is over on Ariat's website. I was actually just there the other day and they've got a little pop-up box. That just means when you land on their site, it pops up. And when you give them your email address, you get a coupon for 10% off your first order. So it's a win-win. You get 10%, 
and they get your email address to send you some more coupons, sale information. You get the idea. Well, guess what? No matter your business size, you can do this too. On your website, all you need to do is provide something of value like a coupon or a checklist or even maybe a one-page writing pattern in exchange for an email address. And then guess what? You now have built an email list. And because you own that email list, you can send your sale information or special announcement directly to their inbox. You're not limited to just posting it on social media and hoping that someone sees it. Instead, you have direct access. Maybe you're thinking, that's great, but how do they actually get to my website? Well, let's go to the second reason your Facebook page or your social media shouldn't take the place of a website for your horse business. Facebook is your front porch and your website is your living room. Now, the front porch of your home is where you greet people, right? It's casual, and yet it's still a little bit guarded. It's still outside the front door. Some people, like delivery drivers or even neighbors that you try to keep at a distance, you know who they are. They might make it to your front porch, but they never actually go inside your house. And there's something that's personal about actually entering someone's home, right? For your business, Facebook is like your front porch. It's a place for potential customers to learn who you are, and what you do. Through Facebook, your potential customers and clients can learn the basics of your business. And sure, they can even engage with you directly by leaving comments on your posts and sending you messages. But what if they're interested in learning a little more about your business? What if they're looking for the specifics of the products and services that you're providing? They're looking to go past the front porch and into your living room. Facebook can help guide them to your living room, but then it's up to you, right? That's where your website comes in. Just like bringing a guest into your home gives you the chance to get to know each other better, your website gives your potential customers the opportunity to get to know you and your business better. Through the photos they're going to see on your website, the descriptions of the services you provide, the testimonials you're going to share, and maybe even some videos too, you're giving your future customers a taste of what it's going to be like to work with you or to buy from you. And remember that free, valuable resource I talked about sharing in exchange for email addresses? Guess where you're going to offer that freebie? On your website. Hopefully, you're starting to see how it's all connected and at the least understand the potential that your website holds. You're going to meet a lot of people through social media, and that is definitely what you want. Follows on your page and engagement with your post definitely mean something. Yet, as a horse business owner, you want the people that are the best fit for your business to move from Facebook over to your website, from hanging out on your front porch to visiting with you in your living room, because that's where the real relationship building happens, right? So what's the answer to do you really need a website if you're on social media? Well, if you want to do more than just greet your potential customers at the door of your business, and I'm sure you all do, then overwhelmingly the answer is yes. You need a website for your business even if you're on Facebook or Instagram or whatever your favorite social media platform might be. And what should go on your website? Well, don't worry. We'll talk about that more in future episodes. But in the meantime, I promised you some actionable steps and strategies. So I've got something that I've created just for you. My free website checklist, four must-haves to make your equine website dreams a reality. We'll walk you through what to put on your website. I've broken down what every great website needs to have into just four important segments, and I've included a sample of how other horse businesses are doing each one well so you can see what it looks like in real life. 
If your website has these four things, you can know it's going to actually work to grow your horse business. So head on over to stormlilymarketing.com slash checklist. In case you're wondering, the lily in Storm Lily has just one L. So that's stormlilymarketing.com slash checklist. Okay, friends, we did it. That is our very first episode of How to Market Your Horse Business. I am so excited to be on this journey with you. And I hope that you'll tell your friends and colleagues about it too, so they can come along. Earlier in the episode also, I promised you a brief summary as our show notes. So make sure you jump over to stormlilymarketing.com slash one. That stands for episode one, and it'll be the same every week. I want to make it as easy as possible. So for every episode, you're just going to use the episode number to get to the show notes for that one. Now, if you have any questions you'd like me to answer here on the podcast or someone you think I should interview for a future episode, you can do that from the show notes too. I would love to hear from you. Okay, one last thing before we end for today. If you want to know when a new episode is available, just hit subscribe on your favorite podcast listening app, whether it's Apple Podcasts or Spotify or any of the other great podcast players out there. Every smartphone these days comes with one preloaded, so just check out which one you have already. You can also get on my email list, and I'll send you a quick note every week just to let you know that a new episode has come up. Now, of course, you're thinking, how do you get on my email list? Well, head over to my website, stormlilymarketing.com. You can either get the free checklist that I already told you about to get on my email list, or you can just sign up for podcast updates right there on the podcast page. Okay, that's all for now. I do hope you'll join me over in our Facebook group, How to Market Your Horse Business. I would love to meet you over there. Until next time, have a great day. 